0: Hey everybody this is Atkins
1: and this is Adam and
0: we're welcoming you to another episode of Kyo Cinema the podcast in which Adam and I sit down and subject ourselves to every movie in the Dragon Ball universe stretching all the way back from OGDB all the way forward eventually into Dragon Ball Super and all the bits in between including several live-action movies that took us by surprise
1: yeah absolutely and we are finally into what is this the ninth DBZ film I'm pretty sure we're on it is yeah, which is Bojack Unbound. Uh, it's a great, great movie. I've enjoyed it. I'm excited to talk about it. What about you?
0: Me too. Um, I was a little surprised by this movie in some ways. It wasn't. So again, it's been years and years and years since I watched most of these, uh, this being one of them. So the setup that I thought this movie had wasn't accurate uh, to same what it here. actually had.
1: I apparently had the same problem. I like oh, forgot about the entire beginning. I don't know why. All I remembered was the end.
0: Okay, so just just for funsies, what was the setup that you thought um this movie had that it didn't?
1: I don't even really fully remember there being a tournament. I don't remember there being a tournament at all. All I remember was like Bojack and Crew show up for some reason, just knowing that they were released after, you know, Goku kills Cell at King Kai's Planet. And then I remember Gohan fighting him off. And that's really all I remembered was just that in fight. And I still think that's an incredible in fight. But yeah, the fact that it was a tournament, I totally forgot about that. And I watched this movie pretty recently, like not that long ago. So <laughs> clearly I wasn't paying that much attention.
0: Yeah, you might not have. See, in my head, I thought that some wacky, crazy turn of events that the Z fighters ended up in this intergalactic tournament somewhere else that wasn't Earth, like um, kind oh. of like the marvel tournament where spider-man ended up with uh you know the the venom symbiote suit
1: yeah the first black suit yeah the secret wars yeah
0: yeah secret wars that's kind of the setup that i thought this had and then i was like oh well that's a little bit more organic and and sensible there it does take some turns that i wasn't expecting and dislike but we could talk about that when we come to them but it is funny that we both came in thinking i know how this movie is set up and then it's not
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that one totally threw me for a loop. I was actually really shocked, because like I said, I feel like I watched this one within the last year or two, and I guess I just remember that last fight. So, uh, But why don't we get into it? Normally, you say when these movies are released, but I'm going to steal your line. How dare you? This movie you. was released in Japan on July 10th, 1993. Uh, the English version was dubbed by Funimation on August 17th, 2004, so almost a decade in between when this hit Funimation, which I'm kind of surprised by.
0: Well, a decade did not pass between DBZ Movie 8 and this one, because um, no, Broly, the no. last movie that we covered in Kyo Cinema, came out March 6th of 1993. So again, just a handful yeah. of months. What a crazy Three production months. schedule that this these movies have to have had, right?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no joke. I mean, like they literally had to have just been working on them and then editing them as they were finished, because this was only a few months later. And I think it was the same team from what I could tell.
0: I wonder, too, how much overlap there is in the production of these movies. Um, or, you know, s- certainly I would think that it's not like they wrapped up on Broly and then they started production on BoJack. Oh, no, like, I can't imagine. Even from the storyboarding side of things, there has to be some overlap there.
1: I would be willing to bet that as they're doing the voice recordings for Broly is probably when they started drawing Bojack. You know what I mean? Like either that or vice versa. I don't know which comes first. I would think that voice acting came after the drawing, but maybe not.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause we, I think we have erroneously kind of tried to match up movie release to, um, the Japanese, uh, anime episode where the manga would have predated that even. So they would have had right. even greater of a lead than the anime would, would suggest. Um so you know they they've definitely so like for instance this one definitely assumes that Gohan has ascended to uh Super Saiyan level 2. So that had to have happened you think so? What this movie?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's possible that in this timeline it was the first time he did that.
0: No, I uh I don't think so. Um but we we can we can get into that. It, it, well, even if it is in this timeline that he did that for the first time, what I'm saying is that this movie presents that form as if it existed already somewhere prior, like in the manga is what I'm saying.
1: Okay, okay. Like that form had already like, been on the pages that of the form had already for some been time. somewhere. Yes, yeah, I would agree yeah. with that for sure. For sure, totally. Yeah, I definitely agree. Super Saiyan two was a thing before this movie. It just may not have been a thing in this timeline before this movie.
0: Yeah, and again, the which well, I think
1: is super debatable.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In in fact, uh, to to uh, nicely segue from uh, release date into timeline, the wikis suggest that this takes place after the defeat of Cell. Um, And after Trunks uh, goes back to the future, kills 17 and 18, and then comes back to the past. Um, So we have, again, uh, best version of Trunks, the long-haired future Trunks uh, in this movie. It says, it's his best aesthetic fight me Um, or, you know, just don't, it's okay that we have different opinions, but I think mine's right. Um, (laughs) So, uh, but Adam goes out of his way to kind of think as if these movies all exist in the same timeline and how they might slot together. So um, where, how how do you fit Bojack into the, the DBZ uh, universe, uh, like cinematic, the DBZ CU?
1: Dragon Ball DBCU? Z Cinematic Universe? Just the DBCU, maybe, yeah. Dragon so Ball, So you know what's yeah. really interesting? This movie, really, for the most part, up until Dragon Ball Super came out, could have been considered canon, right? Like, Akira Toriyama actually developed the Bojack for the studio, so he did have a bit of a part in it. Not like he does the Super stuff, right? Which we know is canon. However... The interesting thing is is that in Super, we reunite with Future Trunks, and he straight up is like, oh, I haven't seen you guys since Cell. And not only that, but he basically hasn't left. So when that takes place, and when Future Trunks comes back into the picture and there's this whole thing where Bojack's not mentioned, it's, it's Cell being the last one, it makes sense at that point to say, okay, Bojack is no longer at least DBZ canon. And I spent some time trying to think how this one could fit in, like what would realistically be different here. And in doing some research, I found this really cool uh, like layout that was on Reddit. Uh, so I, I think this is really neat. So, I, I got to say uh, kudos to user Binding of sheer. I think is how you pronounce this username. Uh, this was posted nine years ago, so it would be insane if that user heard this. That would be totally crazy. <laughs> they but might still be this, trolling Reddit. You don't know. They might be. Who knows? Uh, but they've got this really cool little like DBZ timeline where the movies could fit into their own universe. And going through this, there are some things that parallel between the TV show or the manga and the movies. Uh, so, one of the cool things that they've done is basically laid out what they call inferred events and these are kind of where the timeline differs and line up with movie slots so for in order to get to basically bojack on this little road map uh we let's say we start back with the battle of frieza they've got goku defeats frieza with the spirit bomb and then we go right into cooler's revenge not goku defeating frieza as a super saiyan from Cooler's Revenge, we then go into like Return of Cooler, and then the androids arrive, and then we go into Goku taking an antidote ahead of time for the heart disease instead of him being uh, incapacitated. Now, with him being ahead of that, they are able to defeat the androids, the Z-Fighters are, which lead us straight into Super Android 13. Uh, Cell is not necessarily a thing at this point yet. Once they beat Android 13, which was two movies ago, We get into Cell arriving, and at this point in the movie world, according to this, Vegeta defeats Semi-Perfect Cell, which then leads us into the Broly movie, which I can actually kind of see. That one I kind of like. Uh, But the problem we run into after that is that if Perfect Cell never happened, then Goku couldn't have blown up King Kai's planet with Cell's destructing body, right? So... That kind of takes this out of that realm. Although in this roadmap they have Bojack happening right after Broly. So that that part I don't feel like makes a whole lot of sense, but I do like the idea of it kind of lining up in that area, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and it makes some sense of the what we commented on during Broly, which is that nobody seems to be terribly concerned with Cell and the uh, yeah. the Cell games in that movie right. at all. And and that that makes that covers that by, well, he's we don't have to worry about it because Vegeta beat him up already. Um, and then this timeline would then, I know that the the it doesn't make sense of Goku being dead and King Kai being dead, um, but it would make sense of a comment that you made earlier that you, you were suggesting that maybe Super Saiyan 2 debuted um, as Gohan's form in this movie because he wouldn't have achieved it during Cell according to this timeline.
1: Agreed. Although I don't like that as much. I feel like he still should have achieved it beforehand because it's not... I don't want to say that it's too easy, but in this instance, it is kind of one of those things where it's like it, the way that the dialogue takes place. I feel like he's achieved it before. Yeah, You know, go Goku's telling him like, Hey, use your true powers. It's not like, Hey, you can ascend to this new level. You need to do it. It's use them. Like it's, it's they're aware of it, you know?
0: Right. Right. But that's, a, it is a pretty neat infographic. Um, there are some like, weird bits where like return of cooler for instance is just a, a dead end um and then th- there's no way that that really connects neatly to garlic jr to trunks to the androids arriving it, it and same thing with cell it's like super android 13 is a dead end and then cell yeah it's almost like the movies spin off um at these saga um uh like like junctions i guess um yeah i crossroads. think crossroads
1: the idea is that Super Android thirteen would have taken place instead of Cell, which I think we mentioned during that movie, because he effectively is a Cell like character replacement.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah, because he sucks up with all the androids and all that, all that right. jazz. So yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we, we can in this movie. I mean, very early on, it very heavily like telegraphs that cell definitely got beat up by these golden haired fighters and that Hercule knows who they are, that he's, he saved the world at the end of this movie a second time. Like all of this stuff suggests that the cell saga definitely took place.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely does make it seem like it, it took place even to the extent of like, gohan turning super saiyan happened in the time chamber so he at least goes super saiyan with relative ease in this right he had to have been training with his dad in that timeline in the hyperbolic time chamber i would think
0: yeah so let's jump into bojack unbound we open up to a broadcast where fighters from other galaxies and i'm doing like air quotes now because it's revealed that that's not the case a little bit later on spoiler alerts um but other fighters from other galaxies are departing for their first intergalactic fighting tournament sponsored by in the Japanese or in the English version, at least a guy named excess cash. I forgot to write down what the uh, Japanese name was. It was something like money bags or
1: yeah, it was something really similar.
0: Yeah. Um, And I just have in my notes, little did he know that the last few Tenkaichi tournaments featured humans versus aliens. Like, he's going out of his way to try to stage humans versus aliens. And, like, Goku has been in the last couple Tenka- Like, they don't know, obviously. Um, Well, and uh, Piccolo
1: has been, too. I mean, but to be fair, they were considered demons back then, I guess. So no one thought about that,
0: right? It's just- it's a little dramatic irony, is all I'm saying
1: oh absolutely and it's even more ironic that there are still aliens like fighting in this tournament i mean at least half aliens right trunks and gohan are both technically half alien
0: true yep absolutely And
1: piccolo is still an alien like piccolo yeah, he is, is definitely still he's, an alien yeah he's canonically <laughs> an alien for sure now yeah yeah so but it's great because the whole reason he's wanting to bring in these aliens are just because he promised this to his son his son who i think his name is monty in the english version it i is. couldn't catch it monty. uh but But yeah, he's just he just wants aliens at this fight like daddy promised. So why not? You know, so he says you're going to have the best
0: space aliens money can buy.
1: Yeah. And it's great, too, because like you said earlier, that's not even the case. Like the aliens are totally spoofed at the end. But regardless, uh, he also explains that the winner is going to get 100 million zinni and that they get to challenge Mr. Satan for the last match, who Mr. Satan, this is his first appearance in the movies, man.
0: It is. And I'm going to go ahead and award him the best entrance award oh my For gosh he does
1: have the best interests. yes it's, like
0: it's super good
1: it is because he he's flying in a helicopter like over this area he drops a capsule containing what looks to be like a hundred plus bricks if not more he drops out of this helicopter and cracks them like the k- typical karate chop right down the middle cracks all of these and then it like switches over to him blowing on his hand because it's got that you know pulsating like big red look it, it was really funny
0: It's it's great. He he very narrowly edges Vegeta out of another best entrance award. Um, But I was really pleased with the way that they uh, introduced Hercule here. It 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 gives him that aura that the world like he wants so desperately to be the person that the world thinks that he is. And he goes through so much in this movie to try to maintain that. Um, And it's hilarious. It causes a lot of tension on him as a human being. Uh, especially towards the end but um, yeah the, I mean he is totally dropping into fanfare um, and and being very dramatic and and show many about his entrance it was it was awesome I loved it he wins best entrance award
1: well we transition over to Goku and King Kai who are up in uh, Dragon Ball Z heaven you know like they're on snake way and they appear to be kind of like in the husk of King Kai's planet and they're watching all this go down on a little tiny TV
0: it's great, too, because in this scene, Bubbles, it's hard to catch. In fact, I didn't see it in my first two views. But Bubbles is in the background of this first scene with a satellite dish um, doing the equivalent of, like, you know, wiggling your rabbit's ears to try to get that right perception. And <laughs> yeah, so King yeah. Kai is watching it, and Bubbles is in the background hopping around with a little satellite dish, and it made me laugh.
1: That's awesome. Well, we get our intro here, and then we go right into this big extravagant opening of the world tournament or the first intergalactic world tournament Uh, these planes are doing these like crazy flyovers this tournament area they're they're i guess exploding bombs or making like smoke shows it's really cool they actually make mr satan's head Uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, i think they're called the blue angels i think that's what the the plane group is called the stunt group
0: yeah and i think that this is the first title that we get that wasn't just a black card with text on it Um, Yeah. Like the the movie continues on the back, uh, like in the background of the title. Um, And it's funny too, the Japanese for some reason has a subtitle. Did you catch it or see it?
1: I've seen it, but I don't know it off the top of my head.
0: The galaxy at its threshold, a phenomenally awesome guy is the uh, (laughs) subtitle to Bojack Unbound in the Japanese. It's extremely goofy, but if you want to have a really good time though, it's super fun to just go and read the uh, Japanese translated uh, titles to the Dragon Ball Z show it's hilarious. Like they are so kooky. Like the English titles will be like two words. Um, and then the Japanese will have like a full on sentence about what's going on in this episode as the title. So they're super spoilery, for instance. Um, it's so much fun to do that. You can do that on like Wikipedia.
1: It's pretty much how they name animes now. Yeah, it is a bit. We've talked
0: about that before, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, we're introduced to Battle Island. um, and We're told that there are 200 fighters in these preliminaries on this really neatly designed eight stage platform. And it's just so cool. Battle Royale style. There's going to be a winner from each of the uh, platforms. uh, Last one standing on each platform moves on um, and you see um, a couple of similar ish. Uh, figures We see a wolfman, um, a Yokozuna kind of character who actually ends up winning his preliminary on his stage. Um, and then we start meeting some of the Z fighters. So Krillin is owning on his platform, like with no effort. He's just got a smile on his face. He's bebopping around. Um, in the English, he's thinking about winning the Zenny. Um But in the Japanese, it's really interesting. He's actually hoping for like second place in the Japanese. And so is Bulma. Bulma is hoping that Trunks takes second place for some reason. Yeah. So like second place prize is like a hot spring tour or something like that. In the Japanese, Krillin is hoping to go and visit these hot springs. And Bulma is too. She's like, I hope Trunks wins so we can go on this vacation. And I'm like the freaking richest person in the world probably well i guess <laughs> second richest because mr moneybags is is touted as the richest but like dude if you want a hot spring tour bulma go on a hot spring tour who is stopping you
1: yeah that's funny because uh you know i did watch the japanese version but i didn't pick up on that in, in the english version they're already on vacation like the this was it was just part of it so that's interesting yeah uh, well, we, we do see uh, Gohan, who is being cheered on by his mother, who is very clearly pregnant in this. So Goten is on his way.
0: You know what? I didn't actually notice that. She always wears kind of flowy clothes, and I guess I wasn't looking at her belly. So Yeah,
1: yeah. So Gohan has been introduced. He is also uh, owning his his little area. Pretty much all the fighters you would expect to are there, and they are absolutely owning. Uh, but, of course, this brings a lot of uh, grief to Krillin because he can hear Piccolo fighting. He can see Gohan fighting. And then he says like, well, where's Trunks at? We might as well just top it off, like just make it a full set. And then all these guys pile down behind him and he looks up and Trunks is on one of the stages. Great timing.
0: It was, it was good comedic timing. So he feels like now his chances are almost nil, um, which is funny because he, he doesn't think similarly about like Yamcha or Tien, who are also in this. I think he feels like i I have a pretty good chance against either one of them, I guess. Um, but uh, Vegeta doesn't enter, we're told, um, and Bulma says that whatever passion Vegeta had for fighting is long gone, and he hasn't been the same since Goku died. Um, but we do also see Tien uh, kicking butt on a platform. Of course, they're all conveniently not on each one another's platform. I know, um,
1: that was very... Do you think they staged that uh, Like the beforehand themselves? Yeah, they had to have, right? Like, they well, had to have figured out a way to kind of cheat this system. Otherwise, if they all ended up on the same platform, it wouldn't have been all that great.
0: Well, if they did, then that would assume that Krillin wouldn't have been surprised by Gohan and Piccolo and Trunks being there, because they would have conspired.
1: They did it on his behalf.
0: Oh, you think th- the rest of them got together without Krillin? <laughs> yeah, they had like, to be let's like, we'll, be-
1: let's give him one. We'll give him <laughs> the first round, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Um but yeah, I guess that's pretty funny. And then we're we're taken away. I can't I don't think yeah, Yamcha's not introduced yet. He comes in a second. But we're we're yeah. whisked away from the fighting. Uh to to Roshi, Ulong, Puar um are in the crowd. And Roshi is looking for some down blouse action from like a pole above the crowds. And <laughs> yeah. the, the funniest <laughs> thing about this is did you pause and like so let me explain this the scene real quick. He's he's scoping out all these people in the audience. He finally found like a, a group of young women at a table. Um and in the Japanese, the little kanji that comes up on the screen as he's looking at them are bounce and jiggle. Uh-huh. And then his glasses do this like scouter thing or like terminator body scan thing and yeah, a bunch of numbers yeah. come up on the screen. Did you actually pause and look at these things? These no,
1: numbers? I didn't. I didn't look at the numbers. I assumed that they were like nonsensical.
0: No, 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 they're hilarious because they aren't nonsensical. And it oh, was just man. this silly little detail. So if you hit pause at just the right time. You'll see that two of the women have statistics displayed over their bodies.
1: Um, (laughs) Oh, no. Three
0: three numbers in particular, the first one being labeled with a B, the second one being a W, and the third one an H. Can you have Uh, a guess at what those three numbers are?
1: I'm guessing like a bust, a weight, and a height.
0: Bust, uh, waist, I would suggest. Waist, waist, yeah. And then hips. Um, is what I would suggest. (laughs) So it's that classic, like, uh, you know, the Sir Mix-a-Lot triad. Um, And so it's given these dimensions for these two women. And the first one um, has a bust of 85, a waist of 59, and hips at 90. Um, And her body is labeled, again, on this display on his glasses, as a lovely, cute body. And then the second one is labeled a bust of 83, a waist of 57, and a hips of 88, And her body is listed as dynamite body. (laughs) Um, And and these are displayed on his glasses. It was such a silly little detail that I absolutely fell in love with once I once I caught it all.
1: It was a really fun scene. He like pops up out of nowhere, kind of scaring these girls. And I think it's Oolong that mentions it's either Oolong or Chow Tzu that's like, what are you watching the fight or your libido? And that cracked me up. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Oh
0: gosh, that scene was so much better once I paused and looked at what his glass, because I assumed nonsense too when I was watching it the first time.
1: I didn't even think to pause that like I just because I, I got the Terminator reference but I was like man there can't be too much past that you know. See, That's I really love funny.
0: finding those weird details in in shows and stuff like like the podcast that I contribute to the Turtle Recall podcast. I'm infamous amongst the hosts of finding some kooky detail in the background <laughs> and, and figuring out what it means and all this kind of stuff like foreign language stuff in the background. I'm constantly uh translating and and presenting to them they're like what like who pauses and looks this stuff up i'm like it's me i'm that i'm that guy
1: you're that guy i did see there was some guy in the audience that caught my eye i think he has like a shirt that says dbz and super saiyan on it or something like that which i thought was like oh that's kind of funny that they've included something like that in, in the audience you know
0: Yeah, we do. Oh, before we get back into the tournament, there's another quick cutaway to like Kai and Goku hanging out. King Kai looks at Goku and says something like, fighting is in your blood, but unfortunately you no longer have any. And that's something I wanted to like store in my brain, because eventually in these movies, Goku is going to be dead and also fighting. And so if at any time at all, he bleeds, I'm
1: calling shenanigans. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny i like that yeah there's also a weird part here where like in the japanese version he seems to be really excited about seeing trunks and gohan fight specifically like as if he's like he's like, oh, i've never seen them fight before like i can't wait to see those two uh but the english version doesn't have anything like that uh, now we're introduced to yamcha who was like up on top of a tower and he's really bummed because all these strong fighters are there and he knows he doesn't stand a chance. He's like, why am I even here at this point? And even Bulma is wondering like why Yamcha is up there. Kind of like, she says something about, you know, why he's lost his drive, but I mean, come on, we all know why, like you're Yamcha is not about to fight Vegeta. Bulma. That's not going to happen, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, but but is not even there, and he's still bummed that he's going to lose, <laughs> which is not an inaccurate <laughs> statement. I mean, it's Yamcha. It, sure. You know, honestly, I mean, Krillin obviously is a more likable character in Dragon Ball Z, I would argue, than Yamcha is. But all the crap that Krillin goes through is more accurately projected onto Yamcha, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, I have another bone to pick with this movie about the way that they treat Krillin versus the way that Trillin is. Or Krillin is – uh, treated in the show itself and it it's wildly inconsistent in my brain and i don't like it
1: well sometimes krillin is who they just use to pick on in the movies it yeah feels like. that's what like, i'm saying because Make in the show yamcha yeah i can see why you would say that but yamcha is so irrelevant after the saiyan saga it's hard to use him at least krillin is there through the end i mean krillin got taken to the tournament of power in super he's still relevant they made yamcha irrelevant almost immediately in DBZ.
0: That's why he should be the chump joke character.
1: But people don't know him. That's the problem. Like, most,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it makes I understand that Krillin is this uh, this more likable, more prominent character. But the way that he is treated or handled narratively in the show versus all literally all of the movies. Is wildly different. It is like it's I not agree. even the same Krillin. Like we complained about how Vegeta in uh, uh, Broly wasn't Vegeta. Like Krillin in the movies is not Krillin in in the show at all. In my opinion,
1: yeah, I agree. I mean, I think in the show he does definitely have his faults. Like he gets dumped on quite a bit in the show too. But they it's spread out so much that I don't think it's as painfully obvious. Does that make sense? Well, they this they just make him seem like this incompetent.
0: Dude in the movies, and like oh, yeah. he is consistently the scrappy dude who knows that he's outclassed as far as strength is concerned, but is willing to stand his ground and fight regardless. Like they make him dopey, in the in the,
1: they make him dopey in the movies, for yeah, sure.
0: That's that's yeah. my big problem,
1: yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I definitely see where you're coming from on that. Well, Gohan,
0: Trunks, and Krillin, um, all move on, but Krillin is like moved on kind of cheaply. Oh, the, yeah, b- also before this happens, Yamcha gets ringed out because. Like the crowd bumps into the little tower thing that he's on and he falls in because apparently he forgot how to fly. Um, and like Krillin does a similar thing. It's weird to me that they did that. But um, yeah, it's so really goofy. Yamcha falls into the water again because apparently he forgot to fly. And then so Gohan, Trunks, Krillin all move on. Krillin moves on because they the platform he was on gets tilted um, to like a 90 degree vertical angle. And he's able to hold onto the edge while everybody else falls off. Um, Piccolo moves on. Um, and as they're progressing and being announced as uh, semi-finalists, Hercule is recognizing them all from the conflict with Cell and is freaking out. Um, TN moves on, uh, and then like three more chumps just to round out yeah. um, the, Doskoi, the final Doskoi,
1: Doskoi Udo, and Sky Dragon are the ones that move on. They're they're just kind of the I'm gonna chump change, right? Uh, yeah. Although Sky Dragon actually is a filler character from a filler episode in DBZ, uh, so that's kind of cool to see like a filler character live on a little bit.
0: Yeah, they can bring a filler character. From the, well, yeah, I guess non-canon into non-canon, I suppose. but Yeah. Um, So the semifinal, uh, or the quarterfinals, this would be, um, are announced. But they, they call
1: them the semifinals in the show, or in the movie. So it threw you in the loop. Yeah, because he, he he refers to this next round as the semifinals, but it's not. It's the well,
0: you know, actually, because of the way that they structured this, now I'm thinking about it, this would be the semifinals. Because of the way that the finals are structured, the fighters, the four left, are not... Fighting amongst themselves, they're going to fight well, other opponents and then come back to with a single winner. So this would be the semifinals okay. with the structure. Yeah. That makes I guess if sense. you put
1: it that way, that does make more sense. Because I was kind of irritated by that. I'm like, that seems like a dumb thing to have missed. But no, that yeah. does make sense. Okay, well, I'm the dumb one in this case.
0: <laughs> well, I I didn't realize it until I started talking about it with you. So um, to be fair, but um, Piccolo versus Krillin, and of course, krillin's like, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any. Uh, Gohan versus Udo, who's this like Yakozuna looking dude? Um, Trunks versus TN. Uh, and then, uh, is that, uh, there's, then there's one more just like sky two dragon. Yeah. 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 So Gohan rings out Udo with immediately. He just sweeps his leg and he goes flying. Um, Trunks versus TN. Listen, like this might be a controversial take for this movie. This might be the best fight of this entire movie.
1: It's a, Trunks a really versus good Tien. fight. It's a really, but I have a huge problem with it. My big what? problem with it is that TN uses the tribeam cannon against trunks, which is a move he would never use is just for fun. Like that move depletes his life force. Yeah. That's a, they make a huge deal out of that when he's using it against Cell as like a deterrent, right? He's buying them time. But for him to just willy nilly use it in a tournament like this, no. I way. mean, would you use the tri-beam and sacrifice a
0: little bit of your life for a hundred million zenny? I feel like I might. That's what my thought no, was. No,
1: not when I'm fighting literally the prince of all Saiyans. I mean, like...
0: <laughs> well, here's, here's what I... So, mad props the to The new Tien. prince, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, mad props to Tien because he's not scared. In fact, he looks at Trunks and he's like, you know, what do you say we give him a good show? Which is like, yeah. don't hold back on me, dude. Tien's... His tactic was he knew he was not going to knock trunks unconscious. he was consistently just trying to get him into the water. Tribeam had a really good chance of doing that I um, guess,
1: yeah, but I still just don't feel like he would risk like eating up his life for that i I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just that felt like too that feels like too expensive of a move to use in kind of a throwaway fight
0: okay, so Let's get back to this alternate reality that we're living in, right? Okay. If Vegeta beat semi-perfect cell, then perhaps Tien didn't do all of those tribeams against him to buy that time. And so he's got some That's extra fair. life left, you know? That's and again, true. if I had a lot of life and was like, if I used this thing once and could maybe get a hundred million zenny. I might at least try it, you know? Okay,
1: all right. Just, okay, I'll give you that. Because it's not like <laughs> he repeatedly uses it, but yeah, I just, just I feel word. like I remember from the show it being like a huge deal that he was just eating his life away for this. Yeah. And and for him to have just throw it away in a movie like that, I was like, no, I don't like it. But Man, I like, I like I... where you're coming from
0: i like to tn's design is still one of my favorites in dragon ball like they just draw his body differently um i don't yeah. know exactly how to describe it but he always looks freaking cool i even liked his um look in the tournament of power with the like swoopy clothes that he has on
1: yeah yeah because he uh, does they they draw them so differently now but i yeah. i am with you Tien has looked cool forever <laughs> even in dragon ball he's badass
0: yeah. Well this fight is awesome. Like they're they're I mean Tien as a human is hanging with Trunks who has the ability to go Super Saiyan and eventually pushes Trunks to that point. I think it's right after the tribe beam, I wanna say that uh Trunks ends up uh causing him to go Super Saiyan or Tien ends up causing Trunks to go Super Saiyan, which reminder is him increasing his strength fifty times, <laughs> like that's not even a fair fight anymore. No. Like if if they're hanging at, we you don't know, want to call it base base form or whatever, and they're kind of close, maybe Trunks still has a little bit of an edge, and then Trunks is overkilling to be like, all right. I'm multiplying my strength by fifty. What you got? Like, there's <laughs> there, that's the end of the fight. Like, it's just the the numbers sometimes get silly, but that's what it felt like. Is he's just, just like, all right, now how do you do? It's kind of like um, us when we were doing the Raditz scale. Like, uh, you know, wh- how would TN if he b- is hanging with a, a base form trunks at X power? How how well would he fare against fifty? base forms trunks at x power you know right
1: like it's not even fun to talk about the the number difference there at that point like it's just not not even fair especially since tn doesn't have any kind of a power up i guess yeah really you're right like the Tribeam beam was really the only thing he could have used against trunks
0: yep um and it's funny too that in the movie this is vegeta's watching it and when trunks goes super saiyan that's when he turns it off as yeah. if to say like <laughs> How dare you result to this? That's what. it's so embarrassing to have to go Super Saiyan against T N. Like that. Yeah. That made me. That made me laugh.
1: I thought that was really funny. He says something like, give me a break. Like the way yeah. that I hear it, too, is so like sarcastic dad, you know? Yeah, he's uh, so
0: embarrassed. But and then as Super Saiyan Trunks, uh, he just has to swat TN once and he goes flying into the water. Yeah. <laughs> Game and over.
1: They actually ask Satan. They're just like, so, Mr. Satan, how would you explain this? Like, wh- what do you think they did out there? And, you know, they're flying around and they've got yellow hair all of a sudden. He's like, oh, it's just some simple parlor tricks. And I love that. I think it's so funny.
0: Then he makes up the excuse of having a stomach ache um, yeah. to, to get out of like, and it's kind of smart. I've done this kind of thing too, like in real life, if I want to be excused from an event or something like the next day, I'll be like, yeah, you know, my stomach condition has been a little, been a little flighty recently. We'll see. So he plants the seed of the stomach ache and he spends basically the entire rest of the movie trying to get off the Island to go see his personal physician because of this stomach ache that he has, which is
1: pretty great. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty good. Uh, But he, he does end up, like, trying to flee. And when he does, he just runs into a whole bunch of fans who are, you know, wanting him to stay. So he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll stay because I don't want to disappoint the fans. And he's just thinking about having to possibly fight all these people that took out Cell. And he just keeps saying something along the lines of, like, well, it's a good thing I got good life insurance. And it's yeah. great. Like, Mr. Satan's one of my favorite characters just because he he kind of replaces Oolong in this comedic sense and it's not just like kind of dumb pervy comedy all the time it's, it's just really ridiculous like fake superhero syndrome kind of comedy
0: yeah I can't remember in the English if they say I know in the Japanese they do but the, the aliens these intergalactic warriors that they brought in for this tournament are just dressed up um, Hercule Dojo students
1: yeah they're his students from the uh, from the Cell Saga
0: Oh, OK, well, yeah, yeah that makes kind of a lot like of three
1: sense. minions. Ah. It's a female and like a blonde haired guy and then like a big guy. It's supposed to be like the big show and uh, Bret Michaels, I think, was the second one. Is that his name? I'm pretty sure that's his name. The Heartbreak Kid was the fighter. And then I can't remember who the female is based on, but they're all based off of real WWE wrestlers, I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, I didn't realize. I I mean, in the Japanese, he for sure makes mention of that, um, right? But or the the manager does in the English. I don't think they do. But he's freaking out because he's like, my students are not going to beat these dudes who actually beat Cell when everybody else thinks that I did. And so he's like, I'm gonna end up fighting one of them for sure. It's not gonna go well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think in the English version, the producer goes as far as to say something along the lines of like. Uh, you know these. I would never have hired these aliens that took over. They're real fighters, not like the yeah, ones we've yeah. got. You know, so he's 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 not saying that they're Hercules. I don't think that's made super clear.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so we get into the semifinals question mark. Um, well, where we gotta have...
1: talk about Piccolo versus Krillin. Man, this was. Well, they yeah, that's Krillin what I was about to here. get into. Oh, is this the yeah. semifinals? Yeah, we well, just, we just had that whole discussion a second ago. This is the continuation of the semifinals. I apologize.
0: Yeah. Um, so Piccolo and Krillin, um, they get they get into it. Um, Gohan is loudly cheering for Piccolo, and it's hilarious because Krillin can hear this. Um, Oolong is just like, everybody knows Piccolo's going to win. Um, Krillin takes that plus Piccolo, not even looking at him offensively, and just attacks as soon as the bugger, uh, buzzer rings. And Piccolo doesn't move, And Krillin still ends up missing him and getting tangled in his cape um, and then falling off this platform and flapping his arm wildly to prevent a ring out. Because, again, apparently he forgot that he can fly. And this, again, it's just frustrating that they they, they do Krillin dirty here.
1: They did Krillin super dirty here. Like, under no circumstances would Krillin have missed an attack like that.
0: Yeah, Uh, unless, I have in my notes, unless Piccolo imperceptibly moved to do exactly this, to just make Krillin look like a fool.
1: Man, um, I don't know. Because if he if that was what he did, I wouldn't think that his first thing to do would be to get pissed off and fly away and be like, this is dumb, yeah. a total waste of my time.
0: The the other frustrating thing about it is like Krillin advances because of Piccolo, like you say, Piccolo just flies off because he's frustrated that he didn't come here for a freak show and the tournament was a waste of time. So Krillin wins by default. And his advancement does nothing for the story he gets like he goes on to the finals fights off against zangia and just gets three hit and knocked out and isn't in the movie ever again like the only
1: thing that this does for the story is allow piccolo to be reintroduced to save gohan Yep, that's the it's literally a MacGuffin for that it makes no sense i mean Krillin and piccolo have trained together they fought for years there's absolutely no reason for it other than we have to get piccolo away so he can have a cool intro later
0: yep Exactly. Which
1: I don't get like you said Krillin pretty much doesn't show back up in the movie after his fight with Zangya, so it makes more like, it would have been really cool to see Piccolo win this fight and have had Piccolo right there with Gohan the whole time. He still could have saved yep. him. He didn't need I to agree. be re Yeah. I well, agree. <laughs> these are some of the downfalls of Dragon Ball Z movies. That's People right. need we- cool intros.
0: Yeah. Uh and and just treat Krillin well, at least I mean, I know that uh once um resurrection f rolls around i know that they uh deal with him much more even-handedly in a way that i think is appreciable i can't recall much of him in any of the other movies but again it's just been a long time since i've seen any of them
1: i feel like the reason he gets treated better in those movies is because akira toriyama is over them like he's admitted that krillin's one of his favorite characters so he treats him well in those movies
0: well we get a quick scene of goku getting bested at cards by a monkey and a cricket (laughs)
1: <laughs> and those cards um, have got uh, our favorites from Dragon Ball. It's like uh, Ula or Pilaf and uh, Mai and Shu.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, they're on the card faces for some reason. It's
1: one of the only um, times they show up at Dragon Ball Z, actually.
0: And then, then we get uh, a scene of Satan trying to sneak out through a sewer, but he's intercepted. And again, he's like trying to get off Battle Island to go see his personal physician. Um, but he's been informed that Battle Island One is now being taken to Battle Island Two. They yeah, very creatively named Battle Islands.
1: And they're just um, relocating to the second Battle Island.
0: Yeah, and then like as if Mr. Cash decided. He, they say Mr. Cash decided to spice uh, spice things up, and I'm like, this was premeditated. He named them one and two. This isn't like, oh, I have this last minute harebrained idea um, to spice things up. It was like, dude, this is the plan all along. The way yeah. that, that was worded was weird.
1: It was it was worded really really weirdly. So they explained the next part of this tournament which is to me wild like it takes a totally different turn because before it was kind of this battle royale then we've got one-on-ones now the four remaining warriors are going to get into these like rocket ships and they're going to fly through these underground tunnels where they're going to be led to these special zones there's one in each direction which is supposed to represent each galaxy because it's supposed to be like the northwest south and east galaxies which means someone used the dragon balls to bring back the ones that broly destroyed right right so the one
0: i think he destroyed one i think he destroyed uh, the the south last movie
1: because they're in the north galaxy yeah right so anyways they're taking these rocket ships to be transported to these different locations where they're going to have these special fighters from those galaxies and you have to fight off the special fighter and then take an elevator back to the main lift and the first person back wins and then they get to take on mr satan there's a big countdown everyone blasts off they all go to their separate ways Um, and the viewers get to watch all of this on these huge video screens and so we get these scenes of the different warriors going through their tunnels and at first they're pretty cool they're a lot like Tron or like some kind of VR scene like the tunnels around them are making these really cool visuals Um, and it's like Gohan is in space and Krillin ends up like in a desert looking area at first and there's a lot of stuff happening and effectively Krillin ends up in this like really crazy looking volcano-ish like area trunks is in a big field full of flowers and it's like springtime and gohan is in this weird like kids room i mean he like lands in a thing of balloons it looks like
0: yeah he's on like mode uh not mojo's battle world um like arcades one of arcade from marvel comics like one of his staged oh, yeah. arenas for the x-men you know that's what yeah. it seems like
1: that's a way, really good way of describing it
0: I loved, too, that Krillin, in the English, it makes less sense. Krillin thinks he's got an advantage in this quote-unquote race because he has less wind resistance, but in the Japanese, it makes way more sense. He's happy that he has a chance precisely because he doesn't have to fight the other fighters that are definitely stronger than him. Uh, that so makes a lot like, more sense. Yeah, yeah he's like, I'm, I, di- I don't have to fight Go- Gohan or Trunks at all. Well, my odds have have just uh, significantly improved, um, and it's weird. Like them going through the tunnels is trippy, and I have no idea why none of the shuttles are designed to have safe landings. Like the the people in the shuttles are just left to hopefully survive this crash landing into their zones. <laughs> yeah. um, it's I couldn't wild. tell if
1: that was the intention or if that was where Bojack's crew maybe sabotaged things.
0: Yeah, I couldn't tell that either. Because I was like, do the rockets take them through space time? Is that what the visuals are? But the nobody seems surprised when they're watching the screens, the crowds, and they see the tunnels crisscrossing and swooping and then they all presumably end up where they're supposed to be because nobody's like, where the hell did they end up? Yeah, well,
1: my understanding is they're all underground. Like, they're under Battle Island 2, and they're each in these weird little, like, biospheres that have been made underground, which, if you have that technology, why are you hiding that from the world? That feels like something that should have come up, right? Uh, (laughs) And why don't
0: you install parachutes onto the shuttles? Like, if you have that technology and you can't promise a safe landing for the people who you're expecting to fight for your own... 10-year-old son's entertainment? Come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's So much about this part is just really, really wild. And, yeah, gosh, this is crazy. So we meet back up with Krillin, who finally meets his opponent, and at least who he thinks is supposed to be his opponent. And he starts to introduce himself. And in the English version, as the like dust is settling, we find that it is a, a female. And Krillin just says, man, space chicks are hot, which I thought yeah. was great.
0: <laughs> so this is uh Zangia um or zangia maybe um this is she is voiced by colleen clinkenbeard who we've had experience with before as young yeah. goku and gohan princess snake um she even voices uh monty the kid in this movie uh, android 18 my uh and then momo from my hero and also monkey d luffy i don't think i ever said that before oh. but she's like the voice of uh monkey d luffy from That's uh, one cool. piece does zangia um, she-
1: even have any lines in this movie uh, like she yes. maybe screams at the end.
0: Yeah, that might be the extent of it. Um, she I think she says a sentence or two, and she definitely screams at the end. Um, and she she is a member of this. We're going to introduce them as they appear, but uh, all of them are part of the same race. They're called the Hera clan in yeah. some other Dragon Ball fiction. That doesn't really come up in um in this movie at all. But they all have kind of a like a like green gray skin? I don't know what color like would you bluish, call
1: that? Like like gray blue. And then when they some of them at least appear to show the ability to transform into almost like going super Saiyan, and that turns them into like a pale light green.
0: Yeah, and Zangia uh they all have orange hair as well. Presumably Bujin does too, but he's got like a turban wrapper on his head. Yeah. Um but they all, uh, Zangia is the only female and she's got very long, very like uh full Hair um, that sweeps down about to the back of her knees, um, and she has like a they're they're very pirate themed, which I super yeah. like. Um, space that particular yeah, it literally like and King Kai when he's describing them um, is space pirates. It's cool.
1: They also have pointy ears, so they're kind of like dark elf space pirates. They are a bit, which I um, think is pretty cool. But zangaya like immediately kicks the absolute crap out of Krilla, like he's KO'd almost instantly.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and like we don't even get her name in this movie. Um, no, like her name is not spoken at all. You, you have to look it up um, either in a video game or in the wikis. Um, but her name comes from the Japanese as uh, Zangyaku, which means cruelty or brutality. And you'll see a pattern amongst those names as we're introduced to them. But she powers up and her hair rises when she does. It doesn't go Super Saiyan. It just
1: just kind of gets on it. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, five hits and Krillin and the hair go down and Krillin's done. Like, that's it. You don't see Krillin until he's in the hospital at the end of the movie. Yeah,
1: and then we transition over to Doskoi, who is in the sand, and I have in my notes, apparently he's a Pokemon, because he only says his name.
0: I was, is Dosikoi his name? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's, I looked that up, and it's just a sumo exclamation, is basically what I found.
1: That's what they pronounced, at least that's what they said his name was when they were introducing him, like as moving on to the finales and everything, so yeah. I, I Interesting. Guess. But he's ambushed by another one of these aliens, uh, who just chokes him out and literally just kills him and like the whole crowd is watching this happen and if i remember correctly this is the one that is named uh beto i had him listed as mustache in my uh yeah. notes because he's got a pretty cool mustache
0: this is beto um this is robert McCollum who played uh raisin and lakessi Le- uh, in a previous movie um misu misu in uh which one was that? Uh, Dr. Wheelio. That's uh, Um So, uh, World's Strongest. It's the World's Strongest, yeah. Yeah. Goten and GT, uh, he plays a character in the second and third Broly movies named Malosha. Um, and he also plays Harutagarn and Stain in My Hero. Oh, cool. Um, and his name is uh, taken from... So, uh, most of these, rest of these characters kind of have name pairings. So, his... I'm going to slaughter this Japanese. I'm sorry. Um, it's probably going to at least as bad as Katsuki. Um, <laughs> but the Japanese, it looks like it's kind of like a compound word in Japanese, but it's Gokua Akubidu, um, and his name is taken from the end of that, and it just means inhuman or unjust. Um, and this is where the manager is like, these are not the fighters we scheduled. They're supposed to be friendly ets but he's like i wouldn't book this they're real and in the japanese you get the ex- explanation that it's just mr satan's pupils and yamcha and Tien realize something is wrong so does the crowd they're all freaking out and running i guess um, yeah
1: it's weird because like yamcha and tian show up on scene later so they somehow knew how to get down there but then they make a huge deal out of getting satan there later so it's really unclear on how tian and yamcha made it to the fight
0: well I'll, yeah i guess It's, all of the biomes have to have interlapped, like, overlapped somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. And so Tien and and, uh, Yamcha, I guess, fly down one of the tubes that the rockets escorted the fighters down and ended up... Kind of in the centralized area or something? I don't know. It's weird, yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's later. Uh, I do like, I love the fact that Excess Money is getting upset about this, and there's this whole scene with his manager. Like, that That was really cracking me up. Uh, Yeah. But we transfer over to Trunks, who is walking around in this field, and he's like, there's a small critter that he sees, and he's like smelling flowers. And then out of nowhere, this key blast, like, absolutely almost wrecks him. And there is another space pirate up in a tree. And uh, Trunks turns around, and he's like, dude, like, I know this is a tournament. But there's no killing allowed you you absolutely could have killed me with this and this guy immediately goes on the offensive he grabs trunks he starts attacking him slams him into the ground uh, trunks does put up a fight uh, but not too good of one uh, i will say this scene i thought was really cool they, they pay a little bit of homage to naruto they've got uh, trunks and this guy wh- wh- whose name is this Int- introduce us Atkins. this is-
0: this is kogu who is voiced by ethan rains who um in dragon ball at least is probably more famously known for being one of the para para brothers in gt oh yeah yeah um but he again goes unmentioned by name in this movie because uh, spoiler alert trunks kills him like here in a minute yeah well, um but his name is shared with um with uh bidu so he's the gokua uh, kubidu that i talked about earlier which means heinous um extreme and uh, extreme evil and inhuman
1: they really tried with these names didn't they like just yeah. pretty much they're evil Exactly. Well, like I was saying, they they pay a little homage to Naruto here. Um, I think it's really neat. They've got Trunks running out onto the field, and then they've also got this guy running out, or not the field, the water, and right. uh, they have him start to power up. Not Trunks, uh, the pirate, and it just it, so much of it reminded me of Kakashi and Zabuza. I thought that was so cool.
0: Yeah, and he has Kogu has a sword, and it's a strange sword. It looked like like a giant needle, like it didn't have an edge, but yet he's still able to. Slice some of um, Trunks's hair, which I thought was karmic because uh, in the um, history of Trunks' special, he ends up cutting off some of 18's hair. Oh, yeah. And she that's gets right. really pissed about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they take off running across the water, but when they stop, they're up to their shins. So it's like, did you really have to run on top noise? Um, <laughs> then Kogu's jewelry begins to glow and he powers up um, and beefs up just straight out of his shirt. Um, we cut to Gohan, who's kind of in this arcade. Play area. Um, he's assaulted by several giant wooden letter blocks, like you would play with as a kid, yep. by the character whose name is Bujin, Jin, um, who is voiced by Christopher Bevins, who <laughs> plays B, the dog in Dragon Ball Z, um, which oh, I thought Boozle was hilarious. Dog?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
0: and he'll also be Hitler in Fusion Reborn. He's not credited as Hitler, but as dictator. But come on.
1: Like, yeah, we right. Come like, up. we don't. Come on, guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no one wants um, to be credited as Hitler. Yeah. Um, he's Han Sarah in uh, My Hero, and he, uh, in Super Voices, uh, Paparoni, which is one of the, I can't remember which universe, three, maybe, but it's a bunch of robots um, oh, in the yeah. Tournament of Power. He's a character there, too. Um, his name being the second half of uh, Bojaku Bujin, which means arrogance, audacity, outrageous behavior. Um, sharing the other half of his name with the titular Bojack, of course.
1: Bujin does appear to have some like extra powers. The other ones I don't think have really quite shown off. At least I didn't think they had, where he's he seems to be telekinetic. So he's actually attacking Gohan with these blocks and he's doing several other telekinetic things throughout this fight that I thought were really cool. But Gohan has that same reaction that Trunks did, where he's just like, bro, if you could have killed me, like if you weren't watching out, this could have been pretty bad. And then this guy actually uses what I called Genjutsu in my notes, like he changes yeah. the scene entirely.
0: Yeah, so I wrote that not only does he apparently have telekinetic abilities because he hurls some like giant clock arms at Gohan who just auras them away, is what I wrote in. It's like Go- Gohan's aura is kind of like a um, like a belt sander, and the <laughs> yeah, that the hands fly in and just are uh, obliterated. Um, but he's also apparently telepathic because he changes the entire environment and it goes unexplained. Uh, several things do in this movie.
1: Yeah, there's a decent amount that goes unexplained. Well, we get thrown back into a uh, toilet room with Mr. Satan, who is just sitting on the john. He is trying to evade everything that's going on. He doesn't want to fight these warriors that have taken out Cell. Of course, the whole time he's in there trying to evade the crowds and everyone that needs him, the producer is trying to tell him that like something is going on, and I'm assuming he has been in the bathroom the whole time, which means he isn't aware that there are actual aliens out there like wrecking the warriors that he's afraid to fight so he's not even aware of this new threat right uh but the producer's wanting him to come out he's wanting him to address the crowd like the crowd needs him and we get thrown back into this fight with trunks who is currently getting his but absolutely whooped he's thrown through the city this guy's is literally about to chop him up when trunks goes super saiyan blocks the attack breaks the guy's sword and then just shoves his hand right through his chest
0: it is a super cool scene. Um, and it's a bummer that they just did the same exact thing at the end of this movie um, with Gohan. I wish I had only seen it once in this movie. And in part because we saw a similar thing, a, a punch kind of end of the last movie yeah, um, the, yeah, with Goku against Broly. So it felt like, you know, if, if I had to pick one, of the the two in this movie, the Trunks one
1: is way cooler. Um, well, the weird thing about the one at the end with Bojack is that it doesn't kill him. Whereas all of the other times yeah. we've seen a punch like this, it typically almost immediately indicates death. But with Bojack, he kind of shrugs it off and is like, hey, I'm about to wreck your face, little kid.
0: Yeah, see, I kind of took that we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but yeah. I did take that <laughs> as like him. He's like, oh, if I'm dying, you're dying too. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it was a death blow that he was going to have a hard time recovering from. Um, but he was just like, all right, If I'm going out, you're, I'm taking you with me, kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
1: well, we're speaking about then... Bojack. This is his first appearance, right? Because as Trunks is standing there, out of nowhere, he's attacked from behind. Like he's hit so hard, his dad feels it. We get the yeah. scene with Vegeta, who's like looking <laughs> That's a at funny the sword way of, of explaining that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is because, like, Vegeta's l- like just randomly looks at the sword, and is like, huh, something's not right. Like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just have that Vegeta feels a disturbance in the force when Trunks gets knocked out. It's one hit and he's knocked out of Super Saiyan.
1: Yeah, just completely um, unconscious. Yeah. It's it, even Gohan here senses like some bad key.
0: Yeah. Um we get a little bit more of a scene with uh Mr. Satan who's still in the bathroom. He's asking for more toilet paper. Um, but finally he gets the courage to suit up and starts making his way towards the action. It's funny that like the ship that he's going towards. Um, also has a little mustache like he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he just kind of gets shoved in. There's no second guessing. They shove him in and he's asking about a seatbelt. They're about to just send him. I mean, I was like, it doesn't matter if you're wearing a seatbelt, the rocket's going to crash when it gets there. All of them have all of so, them have. Yeah. And he's actually yeah. like
1: begging them to stay too near the end. He's like, well, can I just stay and sign some autographs?
0: Yeah. Um, then we finally get an explanation of, from King Kai about what's going on. He's explaining to Goku that the earth is in grave danger because of this Bojack character who is a demon of the worst sort. He's psychotic and unstable and filled with malice and rage, just like all of their names suggest. Um, and he tried to destroy a galaxy, um, because he has, and I thought that this was a wild line, an insatiable appetite for genocide. I was like,
1: dang, son. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Um. But the four Kais sealed him in a star at the edge of the galaxy. And then King Kai says, you set him free when you destroyed my planet during your battle with Cell. That's what he says in the English. Um, And so he says, uh, Bojack is unbound. Uh, And I was like, oh, he said the thing. That's the title. (laughs) That's the title. Um, And he's back for vengeance, and his first target is the Earth. In the English, it makes way less sense than the Japanese, which basically is just like... um, Well, the first thing is, instead of the explosion being the reason why Bojack is set free, it was king kai's death right because kai's
1: like part of that magical seal it sounded like
0: yeah and then the way that it's explained in the japanese is like bojack's just like i headed for the closest prettiest planet um and in the english it sounds more like bojack for some reason was coming to beat up on goku for to thank him like it's so strange
1: Yeah, I don't like really the way that they handled this in the English. I think the Japanese handles it way better. And I like the idea of this allusion to the Kai's coming together and like fighting off this really big villain and locking him away. Like they're so confident that no one would ever touch them that they can lock this guy away and he'll always be you know, behind bars. And th- this is a lot like the super storyline with the origins of Majin Buu. It reminded me of that. And so like, there's something mm-hmm. about this story I really like. I want more of that. Like that's cool background story. Give me more of this. Right. And then this is all we get, but this is what kind of makes me like the idea of Bojack. Like that background story is just so cool to me. Uh, but the English version kind of, kind of botched it up a bit there.
0: Yeah. And well, yeah, we'll we'll get to some of what I think about his backstory, um, when we get to what would this be like if it was an arc. Oh yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Gohan finds trunks and krillins KO'd and stacked up all neat. Um and this is where we see Bojack for the first time. Earlier it was just like a shadow. Um, he is voiced by Bob Carter, who has a couple minor roles in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Um, but in GT, he is Sin Shinron, which is a pretty large role for the oh, end of yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and he's also Balrog in Street Fighter in most of the, uh, recent games, which I thought was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So as, uh, Bojack is being introed, he actually makes a mention about like wanting to snap necks. So pretty much off the bat, he's, uh, portrayed exactly the way that King Kai has portrayed him. Uh, and then TN and Yamcha show up. Like I mentioned earlier, like I, I guess maybe you're right. I guess they just flew down some of those tunnels, but I don't know. There's something about them showing up that I really don't like. Like, they, sh- they have no real right to be, although they are a Z fighter, so it makes sense that they would try, and I like that. I appreciate that about them. The other space pirates that are part of Bojack's crew, the galaxy team is what I think they're called. They are immediately like, hey, you need to bow to Bojack. Everyone needs to be bowing. Bojack has no equals. The universe is literally littered with people that think otherwise. You either need to stand down or you need to kneel. And of course, the Z fighters are like, I will attack. So Yamcha and Tien are literally immediately taken out. They get basically single hit KO'd why did they show up I don't know they're there to help right the the weirdest part about them getting taken out is that Gohan's just standing there like he's not trying to help he just watches them get beat up and then is like all right I guess I'll try that happens
0: a lot in Dragon Ball Z to be fair there's a lot of people standing around watching other people get wrecked
1: which I just don't I mean I guess maybe if the fights are happening at like really really fast speeds that kind of makes sense but they're all around the same like speed as each other, right? So they should be able to keep up I would think. I don't know. I think
0: it's more of like the like honor of a fight thing that that keeps most people sidelined. And and like uh, Vegeta really? takes that really seriously even in this movie when he's like I got him and Trunks is like no you need help and Vegeta's like no dude I said I got him. Like yeah. The it's disrespectful um to to jump in and and offer help when I say that I can take care of this or it's just like a You know, even in like street fights, if two guys are in a fight one on one and then the friends of one of the guys jumps in and starts wailing on them, then the numbers will start to even out like it's like this unspoken rule.
1: That's true. I I guess I feel like with the Saiyans, it's more okay. But when it's Yamcha, like you can't tell me Yamcha was ever like, hey, man, why were you just watching when they were beating me up like. Yeah.
0: It's, it's I mean, after they get KO'd that Gohan's like, all right, let's do this and go Super Saiyan to
1: fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't imagine that at any point in time, Yamcha hasn't sat there and just thought about all the times he watched his friends watch him get beat up.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate. Poor Yamcha. Right. He deserves it. Um, Gohan does enter the fray, though. Um, he elbows Bujin, who is behind him. Then he, f- then Gohan flies through a wall as Beto and Zangia attack. Um, It's it's pretty quick, like there's a really neat shot where Zangia like kicks him when she's like an inch off the ground and totally parallel to it, which is pretty cool. Um, There's a blast that like opens up a hole in the sky, question mark. It's weird. I know that they're underground, but it's the way that it's depicted is still strange. It is.
1: Yeah, it's like they're in their own little biomes that aren't underground, even though they're supposed to be.
0: Yeah, and it's so it's 3v1. If it were a 1v1 fight, Gohan would win easily. Um, But he struggles with all three simultaneously, if that makes some sense. Definitely. Um, So he gets smacked down through a building, and Beto sends a blast through the ground to detonate on him. And it's this massive explosion, uh, the rumblings of which wake up Trunks. So uh, Gohan is being told by his dad from King Kai's Planet, or... I don't know that he's hearing any of this from his dad. I don't think he does. But Gohan, Goku is like, Gohan, you need to get furious. Um, But he's still standing. But the three of them, the three members of the, uh, what do they call The galaxy soldiers, I think, um, just start blasting Gohan. He drops out of Super Saiyan. And then Bojack um, starts getting it on the action. He sends this killing blast um, towards Gohan. But it's deflected, of course. At the last second by a special beam cannon.
1: Yeah, which is always nice. Like, I I like seeing the special beam cannons, even though the only thing he's really used them for are to deflect other attacks, like... Which is so strange, because it's such a powerful attack. It feels like we would see more of the main, like, movie villains taken out by that, potentially. But I don't think he's... Piccolo's not killed any of the main villains, so... No,
0: and... I mean, this is not a great explanation, but what if... The special beam cannon still takes five minutes to charge up currently, and he was in the arena and planning to totally snipe Bojack with it, then missed his <laughs> chance and had to divert it to save Gohan's life instead.
1: That's I like that explanation, although I thought that they made a point of him at some point in the show or the manga being like, no, look, I can do this instantaneously now.
0: Yeah, they do. I was just trying to justify yeah. it. I still like the first couple the first time, maybe the first two times where piccolo inexplicably is there at just the right time to save gohan felt okay and now it's just like you expect it the first movie that it doesn't happen is going to be the real surprise but where they act like piccolo doing it is the surprise and i'm like no dude yeah you've done this enough times this is the curse of watching these movies consecutively instead of them having you know uh episodes of the anime in between it to kind of break up our recollection of these things but watching them consecutively in quick succession even brings curses like this to the forefront where i'm like of course piccolo does it again like i thought it was a joke in the last one and now it's here again where he gets another spawn like entrance except this time his case isn't in his face so i guess he got better at brooding with his cape (laughs) on a spire somewhere in a city somewhere
1: yeah he's been practicing um, yeah, it, he does kind of cut in with a nice quip though, because he's like, "Hey, it looks like you found a good fight. You mind if I cut in?" Uh, but I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I'm sick of the uh, Piccolo saving Gohan trope. It's happened so much that it's a thing, you know, and it's it doesn't need to be.
0: Yeah, and again, he's just it's just out of nowhere. This movie and the last movie in particular. Like in this movie, they made a big show of Piccolo flying off, and in the last movie, he wasn't even supposed to be on the planet. <laughs> like, yeah, like was like, right. well, how far are you stretching, dude? Anyway, um, after a couple of exchanges, though, with uh, with Bojack, Piccolo ends up blasted back and vulnerable and Gohan can't quite catch up to intervene. But Trunks pops in and he's all SS Jade up and fires a volley at Bojack, who raises a shield and takes zero damage um and then trunks tries to fly at him trying to close the distance but he's arrested by these flickering purple strands from bujin which I super liked this move I thought that it was cool I thought it the visual cool. was dope um so it's explained later on that the more you struggle against these strands the more energy that they sap um, out of you I don't think that they are absorbed by the users it's just like you lose that energy that's
1: what it seemed like um, yeah
0: so Trunks' flight is arrested, he's struggling, trying to figure out what's going on, and eventually he ends up dropped out of uh, Super Saiyan. Uh and then Beto throws a spear at him at Trunks, but it's deflected uh by Trunks' sword, which flies in from off-screen, uh, which Trunks deftly catches and then scabbards and suits up with it, like uses the seatbelt clasp across his chest, and this is where Vegeta is in. Um he rises from beneath the ground or under a building and he's just like leave him to me and i was like how did vegeta throw that sword and then bury himself b- beneath the <laughs> building so quickly i
1: know i had the same thing i was like how did he get from up there because he doesn't know instant teleportation this is strange but it reminded yeah. me a lot of uh super android 13 when he comes out of that iceberg it's kind of like yep. that but out of a building. same thing yeah yep bojack actually hadn't thrown the this,
0: sword yeah, it would have made more sense, but it doesn't.
1: Yeah, I agree. But Bojack actually likes this. Like, he seems to be pretty abused by Vegeta's entrance.
0: Yeah, they immediately start shooting at one another, and there's a cool shot where they're each on opposite ends of a building shooting through it at one another. It's pretty cool as they're descending. Um, and then Trunks has this aside where he's like, I don't understand you, Dad. You've drawn into the shadows ever since Goku dies, and now you're here defending us. Um, but Vegeta is unable to stop a beam from Bojack, and then Trunks goes to help but he's stopped again by Zangia, Bujin and Vegeta. Like Vegeta
1: elbows elbows him him.
0: and he's like, stay out of the way.
1: Yeah. Tells him to F off. He's just like, get out of my way. It's
0: ridiculous. Yep. But another whooping from Bojack sends him flying and Trunks catches Vegeta, offers to help again. um, And then again, gets, catches that elbow in the gut. Bojack punches the super Saiyan right out of Vegeta and gives us a circle depression. I love those. We've been over that. Um, And then he flexes his shirt off. uh, Bojack does. Uh, before readying a blast to finish the job. Um, but uh, Trunks, who's trying to intervene once again, is stopped once again by the Purple Strands, um, and Gohan is headed off uh, by Bido. Zangia is just uh, is taking it to the immobilized Trunks. It's just laying into him, uh, but moves out of the way as Bojack flies in and says, die now, and just blasts him point blank, sending him to the ground and knocking him out of SSJ. So now Trunks is KO'd again on the ground.
1: Yeah, and Gohan, like, witnesses all of this. He sees it happen, and he loses it. He goes after Bojack. Um, And, you know, I have a note here. The music for this in the English version I felt like was really fitting, but the Japanese version has some really just, like, peppy music for Gohan to be basically just getting kind of beat up. (laughs) Like, I feel like the first little bit here, Gohan has a rough time. Uh, He does end up getting caught in that same, like, Energy netting, but with all three of the Galactic Warriors or Galaxy Team using it against him, so it's not just uh, Bujin.
0: Yeah, and then this is where Bojack comes up to him and says, "Give your father a message for me," and then just starts pounding on him. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have in my have in my notes too. Apparently, Bojack got the news when he was locked in locked inside of this planet or star because he knows who it was that freedom essentially instead of just being like what the hell happened that let me free that would be the more reasonable thing right
1: yeah i have no idea how he would have known goku did this i mean yeah. I, unless maybe bujin knows because he's telekinetic and maybe he heard king kai that would be yeah telepathic telepathic and that's maybe, what i mean yeah but, that's but even yeah, then that sure. uh, i don't know that feels like it's stretching it <laughs> yep
0: uh, satan comes onto the scene in the rocket that they shoved him into and he takes out the only camera i guess like there's one camera now. Yeah, because it shows um,
1: him like flying into it and it takes it out. So I guess the audience is out of the loop, but there had to have yep. been more than just that one. I don't know. That was really silly.
0: There should have been, but it's it's implied that it was the only one because nobody sees what happens and they assume Hercule won.
1: Yeah, this is the setup to kind of allow them to take him or allow him to take the uh, the win, basically.
0: Yep. Um, So then after it breaks the camera, it hurdles at the 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 aliens and breaks their concentration. So the purple lines are dropped and then it just gets blasted by Bojack and Satan lands all Looney Tunes like into a depression on the ground. Um, And Bojack's just like, I hope that wasn't the cavalry. Um, And then Gohan's taken on all four for about two seconds before he gets punched once again out of Super Saiyan. And Bojack grabs him in this big bear hug. And I need to... I, I i think I have this picture on my phone somewhere where it's like Gohan keeps getting bested by bear hugs. <laughs> like he's routinely getting caught in these hugs um, because obviously Bojack puts him in one. Uh, now Cell ends up having him in a bear hug. He gets bear hugged by... Um, Oh, what were the name of the two guys in the tournament of power or not the tournament of power, but the uh, the tournament that uh, end up using the Majin Buu.
1: Oh, you're talking uh, about vacuum thing
0: on him. Yeah, yeah. Spopovich Spopovich and Yamu.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Yep, in Broly's Second Coming, Broly grabs Gohan and starts squeezing, and then in Resurrection F, he gets squeezed by the big bull man. So, like, he's just constantly being hugged to death.
1: Isn't that (laughs) a thing with Goku too, though? Like, I feel like he's been squeezed to death a bunch. Like, I I feel like Vegeta did that to uh, Goku when he first landed and turned into the Great Ape. He crushed Goku too.
0: Yeah, that, that could be true, yeah. but like yeah, it Gohan, happens to go I have all lot. these screenshots of him definitely being hugged.
1: Yeah, yeah that's um, funny. That's such a brutal move, too. Like You're right up in someone's face, and you're just squeezing them until their insides pop, and like you could hear the bones cracking in this scene and stuff. It's, that's a brutal move.
0: True. Um, we, we cut to Goku, who's asking King Kai what they can do to help. We get a whole bunch of Gohan screaming before he passes out, uh, and King Kai's like, you can't go, Goku, you're dead. But then Goku just instant transmissions to Bojack and punches him real good. Yeah, he just goes Um, like,
1: "What the? Okay." Yeah,
0: just goes. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's frustrating a little bit. Well, Um, and this catches Gohan.
1: This scene of Gohan screaming is a little ridiculous too, because it's like Gohan just absolutely screaming in pain while we see all of the other Z Fighters totally unconscious in the middle of nowhere, and like they are not coming back from for this one at all. They look rough.
0: Nope. Yep. So he instant transmissions down, punches Bojack catches gohan and he's like the world is depending on you and then so like he instant transmissions there but then he just disappears like there's no
1: uh, it's almost like like like, instant
0: transmissions there and he's bodily there enough to have punched bojack why didn't he just hang around and finish the job instead he literally just disappears from the movie and then is back with king kai a little bit later on there's no explanation given
1: i wonder if that's like after world rules like if he Tries to go back, it wouldn't let him. But since he uses instant teleportation, he's able or instant transmission, he gets there. There's some like rule, like I don't know, afterworldly rules, right? That just pulls him back, like just immediately grabs some snatches him back up. Like souls I, can't uh, exist without that little halo that allows him to exist there later. So maybe there's some kind of magic involved here. Like, I, I maybe, don't think, he but went in back the Japanese. In the japanese, well, in the japanese
0: does kind of King Kai goes he King Kai is like uh i blinked and didn't realize that you had gone at all as if to say like oh i know that you did that thing and we're going to pretend like it didn't happen but some, if it was a rule thing i feel like it would somebody would know
1: it wouldn't be King Kai. Deciding like whether or not he was upholding the rules, though I think it would be. uh Oh, is it yemen King yema. King yema Yeah, that would be him. Yeah, but yema doesn't ever care what Goku does. Like, if it wasn't for Goku, then why not
0: just hang out and finish the fight? That that's another point. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> like I, it, it's so strange. It is strange,
1: but you know what's interesting here too, though, is the fact that like the English version and the Japanese versions and what Goku says to Gohan is very different. Like. In the English version, he's just like, hey, man, the world's depending on you. Go out there and show yeah. him what you can do, buddy. But in the Japanese version, he's like, hey, stop being a pampered baby and fight this guy.
0: Yep. <laughs> it's yeah, incredible. It's pretty great. Yeah. So Gohan does stand up. He pops Super Saiyan 2, um, which we'd seen against Cell in the anime and may or may not be his first time using it here. I don't think it is. Um, in the movie. no, I, I don't think, think he's done this either. before. I
1: was just kind of saying that to play devil's advocate earlier. I absolutely yeah. agree. He's done it before in this universe.
0: So um, he says, you think you could waltz in and take our planet, but you forgot I'm my father's son. And then uh, Gohan says, he told me to protect the earth. Or um, er, yeah. And then I just have in my notes. But before he does, he's just going to put a few more holes in it real quick, because <laughs> as Gohan powers up, all these beams start shooting up out of the ground and like piercing through the Earth's mantle and through the sea all around him.
1: Well, that's so because like he's
0: under poking holes in the.
1: he's under yeah, battle oh no, Island I, too. So it's like coming up through that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I assume yeah. that he wasn't like causing new holes. That's just where they've been busted out of those biomes.
0: Yeah, maybe, but it's just, it just seems silly. And He's just walking slowly towards Bojack. Uh, the the rest of the henchmen trying to purple strings him again, but Gohan's just walking through them like they're not there. Um, but then he does eventually flex them away and they kind of trail off. It's a really cool visual as they're cool. kind of dangling behind him. Um, he one hit KOs, both Bidu and Bujin, like, and just turns them into smoke. It's strange.
1: Like he kind of chops them in half though. Yeah, but then they poof yeah. in the smoke. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah.
0: But Maybe that was just them trying to avoid too graphic a depiction of violence. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't
1: want to have to put in those flashing animations for the US version. Yeah. <laughs> so Bojack literally like at this point just straight up throws Zangaya at Gohan. Like as a deflection tactic, like he throws a ki blast through her to try and surprise attack Gohan. Uh, which d- doesn't work. He just ends up killing this girl, and he's totally stoked about it, too. Like, he's laughing the whole time this is going on. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. He just starts screaming that he's going to kill Gohan, who literally just, like, runs right up to him, meets him with a punch, basically, right through the guts. Like, that's... There's not really a whole bunch bunch of a fight here like you would think there would be Uh, but Bojack still thinks he's going to be able to take Gohan out he like backs up he asks him what his last words are going to be and this is funny because in the English version he replies uh Kamehameha in the Japanese version though he's like well my dad told me not to be a pampered baby (laughs) so in my head
0: like I don't recall that yeah I like I definitely like the English way better in that scene oh absolutely yeah
1: yeah it's so funny because in the, the Japanese version he doesn't say anything between goku telling him to stop being a pampered baby and this so like the whole time he powers up and goes into super saiyan 2 he's just screaming and then he bojack asks him that he's like yeah my dad told me that which just cracked me up in my head yeah. the japanese version has it to where the reason he's super saiyan 2 is like a trauma from his dad abusing him it's, it's not that <laughs> it does that make it sound like
0: that a bit yeah
1: it's it's just totally different <laughs>
0: Well, they they end up having this big beam clash and then then they fly at one another and Gohan lands on the other side all dramatically as Bojack explodes behind him, um, as does pretty much everything else on the island. Presumably also people Um, like the people are above this island and it's being exploded. I don't know. It's strange, but Gohan falls out. Um, Goku doesn't know how many rules he broke to do the thing that he did but he's like, it isn't a big deal because they all just laugh it off yeah. and there's no consequences. And in the Japanese, King Kai, like I said, it's just like, I must have blinked and totally missed it as if to be like, ha ha, sweep it under the rug and let's not get in trouble for this. Yeah, like they just uh, they
1: just joke it off. It's, it's fine. Satan
0: ends up credited Mr. Satan ends up credited with uh, defeating the threat again while the Z fighters rest up in a hospital again. Um, You could be the next Mr. Satan. Somebody says to Gohan if you bought uh, a big enough wig. And then there's a couple more jokes to finish it off about how nothing on Mr. Satan is real, including his chin. And then uh, we also have another movie where Piccolo and Vegeta are just brooding outside by themselves, kind of like um, the end of uh, Super Android 13. And like, why would they be doing that here?
1: Oh, so I have a reason. Why are they? I have totally have a reason. Two first reason, they won't let Piccolo in because he's big and green. They just don't get it. They're like, "You're not allowed in. We don't know who you are." Vegeta seems fine anyway. So does Vegeta. Vegeta though, I feel like he's not allowed in because he probably threw a temper tantrum in there over something. Like he was probably screaming at Trunks about going Super Saiyan to beat Tien, and so the nurses were like, "You're not allowed in here. Leave."
0: Fair enough. It seems silly that they're both just chilling out on the roof while all their friends are. Uh, oh, you like, know what it is. They, and they seem totally fully back to health. Oh yeah, Vegeta and Piccolo do. Yeah,
1: they're they're totally fine. The nurses probably told Piccolo that uh, only family was allowed, and he couldn't explain the green away or the ears. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "But, <laughs> but I, I am his dad. dad." Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's get into holler minutes real quick. Um, this one. Uh, ranks in at a measly 1.28 which is wild because in both the English and the Japanese when Gohan is uh, presumably shouting as he's powering up in Super Saiyan 2, there's almost no screaming it's eerily silent, it's just a soundtrack playing behind him uh, so that's there was a weird, lot of room for screaming that didn't take place in this movie.
1: The, it was strange. The one I had definitely had him screaming. So I don't know if maybe we watched different versions. Now, I have three versions, to be fair, um, because the DVD that I watch comes with three versions. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I could have sworn there was screaming there. There was more in the English than in the Japanese, for
0: sure. Okay. Um, okay. And I, I did holler, holler minutes based on the English. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Okay. Man, that's um, shocking. I would definitely would have thought this one would have had a higher number.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh I don't think it's the lowest but it's it's definitely down there a good bit right now. Like blood yeah, we've had a one two that were less than a minute. Um so it puts it in like fifth from the bottom really. Gotcha. So not that bad. Um and then we have all but given up on Raditz scale because come on numbers are just crazy at this point. But uh the an interesting segment that we kind of introduced is what if this arc was Uh, and, or what if this movie was an arc and not a movie? And I have a few notes on my end, but I'm curious to see if you had any, um, before I dove into mine,
1: the biggest thing that I could think of is that I mentioned earlier, they kind of handled, uh, Majin Boo storyline in a very similar way where they kind of have like the grand Kais all going back in time and dealing with the original Boo and how fat Boo became a thing. And so like, it was a really cool storyline that I liked a whole lot. I could see them doing something very similar with this, where they kind of go back in time and show King Kai, you know, pairing up with the Kais that we met in that um, Afterworld tournament. That's a filler series. You know how we meet like the North Kai or the, the East, West and South Kais uh, for the ter- their tournament. I-, I could see them going back and having a handful of episodes where they're explaining this to Goku or, or the crew in general somehow. You know, King Kai is telling everybody through uh, telekinesis what's going on. Uh, And just it being more centric around Bojack and who he is, how he rose to power and like, you know, amassed his gang. Right. Like all of these, I I kind of feel bad for this crew because they seem really cool. Like they clearly have a really interesting backstory if the Kais had to take them out and, and their planet appears to be wiped out. Like from what I could read online, Hera is no longer a planet that exists. So they're the last of their kind, a lot like the Saiyans. There's something there. You know, I could see them spending several episodes on all of that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I said that uh, we would have been shown and told of Bojack's previous exploits. Um, That would have been much more than like a literal like 60 second explanation. I think we would have been shown that um, a good bit. Um, This movie suffers a, a problem that's similar to some of the other Dragon Ball Z movies, which is that if you have one big bad and then also some cronies in the movies, then you have to take time to show the cronies getting beaten. But that time is usually only a few minutes in length and takes that much time away from the big bads battles necessarily. So right. like you said, like Bojack is not all that involved, especially in the like climactic fight. He Like he gets some punches in on a couple of different characters, but for the most part, cronies are are handling business for more screen time than Bojack is,
1: which is a disappointment Um, because I think he could have taken on a bunch of those fighters all at once. And it would have been a cool fight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and like compare that to Broly, for instance, where like Broly is the big bad in that movie. um, And over the course of two or three different conflicts, it's, there's a lot of that big bad in the, in the scraps versus this, or compare it to how, like in the show, for instance, if it had been a, a show, it could have been handled more like the Ginyu force where like you have the one big bad of the Ginyu force being Captain Ginyu who yeah. gets a lot of screen time, but all of the other guys get their moments and decently paced and length, uh, lengthy fights as well. Um, so I think that the show would give, um, would overcome that particular weakness for the movies just because of the restriction of the runtimes. Um, I also think of course that Krillin would, um, would have been, uh, there would have been a more pronounced fight for, for him um especially versus Zangya like i don't think that he would have been dropped in 5 hits if it were the show um i can almost guarantee that there would have been more scenes between king kai and goku because like the show freaking loves snake way yeah Good yeah freaking lord <laughs> like dang um uh and then i also and this is the the larger one there was a uh, the perception or the thought amongst fans at least that the end of the cell saga was setting gohan up to be the main character going forward you have gohan or you have goku dead um and gohan being the now strongest fighter uh in uh that that we know of anyway um and so this that would have been a a really interesting place in the show for them to move Gohan into that main character position. And this movie kind of does that. Um, I think that we almost get a peek at what could have been with Goku removed, even though they insisted on bringing him back for that weird, inexplicable punch thing. Um, It kind of gives us a glimpse of what could have been with Gohan being uh, in that position of bearing the burden of being Earth's strongest protector and, And how he lives into that. We do get to see a glimpse of that. And I think if this were an arc, it might have leaned into that even harder, um, especially if it took place after Cell. And that would have been really intriguing for me. I would have been, I think I would have been pretty pleased with that direction. What, what what do you think about that?
1: I would have preferred it, especially if they went ahead and just leaned into it and made him the main character, and didn't effectively like hint towards it, and then take it away from him, and then give it back to him in the middle of the Majin Buu series, and then take it away again right at the end. Like they yeah. they kind of do Gohan a little dirty because they do a lot of setup to make you feel like he's about to be the main character, and really. You know, depending on when you watch Dragon Ball Z, likely Gohan's your favorite character, right? Like, I know I picked up DBZ for the first time around the Cell Saga. So Gohan was immediately my favorite character, almost from the get-go. And then I went back in later and watched the other stuff. So, you know, for, for me at least, there was a lot of, like, wanting Gohan to be the main character. And then when they do this time gap and kind of take him out of that that limelight, it's very jarring, for sure.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, so I think that this movie, maybe more than most of the other ones, I would have really, really yeah. liked to have seen with an as an arc instead of as a whatever fifty-minute-long movie. I mean, I think that this one had a tremendous amount of potential to be awesome, especially given its placement.
1: This is the this is effectively the missing season of Dragon Ball Z, right? Like the stuff that takes place right after Cell could have been so cool. And we don't really get to see any of that because nothing really takes place actually in canon.
0: Yeah, there's like a seven year jump or yeah. something like that. Gohan goes from being like a a teen in what like effectively junior high aged, maybe, maybe, yeah, because uh, he's like to, 13-ish. to being in high school,
1: right? No, I think to being in college, right? Because he's twenty. He's effectively in uh their version of college, I guess. Mm.
0: So interesting. Uh, interesting potential there if this had been a uh an arc all right so let's rate this bad boy and call it a night what do you say
1: yeah yeah i definitely uh, i agree with everything you said man like i uh, i think that this would have been a great great season uh for the show and i think we should go ahead and rate it i know that leading up to this movie i feel like several episodes i've mentioned that bojack would be my favorite So I feel a little guilty saying that this one is not ranking as high as I thought it would for me. Going into this, I thought it would be a 6.5, 6 easy, right? But I'm actually going to give it... I'm struggling between a 4.5 and a 5. I like this movie, but they spend way too much time at the beginning of the tournament on useless fights in my mind. Like, the fact that TN and Trunks have the best fight bothers me because Bojack is so cool. I like that villain so much. Uh, that it makes me want to give it like a five or a 5.5, right? But the movie itself is lacking in certain areas, I think. So it's hard. I think I'm going to go with a 4.5 on this one, which really kills me because Bojack may be one of my favorite villains.
0: Yeah, I I was torn between those two numbers as well, Um, in part because it had so much dang potential. Yeah. Um, But I just don't think it fully realizes it. Um, and again, like I said, it's kind of frustrating and maybe a controversial take, but I really do think that that trunks versus TN fight was the best fight um, in, in the movie as far as uh, what is actually shown, how it's handled, how it resolves, how it's even animated, I would say, um, might be some of the more compelling animation in the whole movie. Yeah, I- um, it is. It is good. Like, it's a fine movie. Um but yeah, it, it's, there are some, even, you know, we, I was talking about, or to a friend about this, um, we're watching these movies a lot more critically than we would if we were just watching them for entertainment's sake. Um, and from an entertainment standpoint, even that I feel is diminished in this movie relative to what I would have liked. So I am giving it also a 4.5. I think that's, I think that's pretty fair, which is silly because both of us ranked like Fight Sungoku Goku, Win Son Goku higher than this, <laughs> I know. which definitely is not a Great movie, but it's fun, and this one has a couple of moments that that lean in that direction, but just don't quite get
1: there. Yeah, like I mean, Super Saiyan two Gohan is such a cool thing. Like he was so cool in Cell. I think he's really cool in this movie. Like seeing him get pretty much like absolutely wrecked. I mean, just totally curb stopped, and then going Super Saiyan two and not like not even blinking at these these villains, these antagonists. They're nobodies. He literally rips two of them in half. It's awesome, but. Yeah, I don't know. There's so much. It could have been so much more. I think that's why I'm more disappointed. Like Super Android 13, I gave a high number the whole time. I was being entertained, and I loved the fight sequences. But this one, I don't know. I, I, I mean, clearly you can see I'm I'm uh I'm conflicted because I keep talking about it. I'm like I don't I want to give it more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really do think that this this one had so much potential. Does not realize it. But again, I think it's the fault of the format. If this had been written as an arc or a season. It could have been some of some really really good material, yes. But the the movie format really really hurts it, in my opinion. I
1: agree, I agree. Well, you know, Bojack is a pretty prominent character in the uh, superheroes stuff. So if we ever get into that, maybe we'll uh, we'll see him again.
0: I suspect we will. Um, but between now and then, in two weeks' time, we're going to be covering Dragon Ball Z colon Broly hyphen Second Coming. So second Broly movie of. Three, uh, if you can count only the Dragon Ball Z movies. um, Four, if you count uh, Dragon Ball Super, Cole, and Broly. But um, that's what we're going to be covering next. And don't forget, we have another podcast um, that covers all things My Hero Academia. We are currently in the thick of the climactic end, presumably, of Vigilantes. um, And that will release uh, next week, a week from the moment that this episode releases. Uh, So feel free to join us literally every Monday um, between AMP and Kyo Cinema.
1: Yes, we would love to have you. We just celebrated AMP's episode 100. It was an absolute blast. So if you're looking for a good joining point, that may be a fun one because we cover some good uh, trivia and you get to know us really well. I think uh, we really shined in that episode.
0: That was super fun. And who knows, maybe one day Kyo Cinema will have a 100th episode. If, if it does, it will not be because of movies. <laughs> <'Cause> there, <laughs> there just ain't that many, boys. There um, are not. But but yeah, we're thinking that maybe once we finish with this, we dive into uh, Heroes, because that is more non-canon material that seems kind of fun. It's like Dragon Ball Z, what if? Um, so that that piques my curiosity. I've not seen any of it. I know vaguely of some things that happen in it, but um, who knows? We will uh, continue to evolve Kaio Cinema, and one day will be it will reach its end um we don't know when that'll happen but it won't be any time before these movies wrap up so
1: no certainly not but we'll see you in two weeks for another return this time of broly yep see you guys